0: Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to the Spirit Filled Real Talk podcast. We're going to have hopefully some fun today. <laughs> Or I'm going to invite you to reconnect to your sense of fun today. And we're going to get there through a topic of embracing your inner child. Embracing your inner child. So there's a verse that I have come to love. I've found incredible freedom in this verse. And it is Matthew 18.3 that says, Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whew, right? Unless you are converted and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Unless you repent, that is change your inner self, your old way of thinking, and live changed lives and become like children, trusting, humble, and forgiving, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. I love that version. That one is the amplified version. Again, that is Matthew 18.3 if you want to go. Let that soothe your own soul for a bit. But I love that scripture because it is countercultural. And the kingdom is countercultural. The kingdom is destructive. I don't know if you've heard something different, but the kingdom is absolutely destructive. It's absolutely countercultural. It's full of truth. And that's what truth does it disrupts anything that's not it, right? It shakes it up, it wakes you up. And it gives you fresh perspective. And so this is one of those that that did that for me. And I'm going to share a little bit about this. but I'm going to give you some context if you have not heard of inner child work before. So something that's important to recognize is that there can be a lot of trauma experienced as a child before puberty. And that is usually where you are forming a lot of your impressions and and thoughts and emotions and psychology and just perceiving how the world works and what's normal and what's not and, and if you're loved and cared for if you're not and how to do relationships and how not to, right? Like you're forming all of this. You're very impressionable as a child because you're just happy and, and naive and you're not overthinking and reading into things and you haven't developed your your full capacity of wisdom, right? So you just go along with those that are there to look after you, your parents, right? And so if you did not receive the love, the nurturing, the parenting, the guidance, the support, the, the protection, the provision that you needed from parents, and a lot of folks have not, like strangely enough, that is nearly a norm that you don't get that. And that's we're not gonna say this is good, bad, right, or wrong. It's not what you deserved. And people are absolutely doing the best that they can, working with what they have given what they've come through and what they're working through and how they've developed to this point, right? And sometimes that's still an incredible disservice to you. So what you can do though, is recognize that there there is another way to find healing and freedom. So for example, I will share, uh, if you haven't read my first book, God's Vibes Matter, Reclaim Your Spiritual Authority, I do share a traumatic incident and I will connect that here. But essentially what happens is if we do not learn how to reparent ourselves because of unprocessed and unhealed trauma that's been repressed, we can still operate as a child Right when we are functioning in scenarios that trigger Past pain and trauma. Okay, so I, I know it's deep, but typically I've seen this happen, which is sad. It's heartbreaking, actually. Where where people will be told that they just need deliverance, or they need to pray it away, or they need to just go on a prayer and fasting for a set amount of time, or they they just need to be in the Word more. And people will say their opinions and their judgments from from where they're at. And it can seem incredibly insensitive and insincere um, and oblivious, right? Which can really cause the person experiencing the trauma to feel that same trauma of neglect or abandonment or not being seen and understood and loved and cared for and supported. So it's a real problem that we often walk around carelessly with. Right? That's why there's, you know, even a meme out there that says everybody is fighting a battle that we know nothing about. Be kind always. Be kind always. Right? So, some context the inner child is real, right? Like, we all have this this inner child, this lighthearted, carefree, pure, innocent version of ourselves, right? Like, think in your own life when you can can really pull from like a memory or this could even be recent maybe it's it's far away but a time where you just felt pure and 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 full of this childlike wonder and woke up with excitement and eagerness and just wanted to embrace your day and we're looking forward to all the adventures that were going to come forth right and you were almost like begging your parents to be able to go do something right it could be that stage or maybe you still live in your childlike wonder but think about a time. Pull an experience where you really felt like that, okay? I also want you to pull for times where you notice that you're, you're living in that childlikeness, in that sense of excitement. What, maybe it's when you're creating. Maybe it's when you're involved in a really good conversation. But think about a time when you really feel like you are operating in your childlikeness, in your joy, in your weird, like you fully embrace your weird, like think about that, okay? So two really good examples that the inner child is real, okay? Not literally maybe, not physically, but figuratively, metaphorically real, all right? So it's a reality, essentially, okay? It's a part of, of who we are, all right? But most adults, Most adults, likely not you if you're listening to this podcast, but most adults are quite unaware of this, all right? And this lack of conscious relatedness to our own inner child and reparenting our inner child and caring for that inner child is precisely why so many behavioral, emotional, and relationship difficulties really get perpetuated, okay? So... The reality the truth that not everybody will tell you is that a majority of so-called quote-unquote adults are not truly adults at all okay we're all gonna get older from so from the outside (laughs) from from the dating profiles from the workplace right people look like adults they will look like adults okay but psychologically speaking they very well might not be operating as a whole integrated individual, all right? So true adulthood, just to be clear, really hinges on acknowledging, accepting, and taking responsibility for and loving and parenting our own inner child, okay? And for most adults, this isn't even on their wavelength. This isn't even something that they pursue. This seems like mumbo jumbo, some sort of luxury. It's not even on their radar and this never happens, okay? And instead, what happens is their inner child has been denied, neglected, disparaged, abandoned, or rejected. And what happens is they're told by society to grow up, right? That's why the kingdom is countercultural. We're told to grow up when the kingdom is telling us to embrace that childlikeness. So we're told to grow up putting childish things aside to become adults, right? We're we're taught that our inner child in this inner capacity, right, for innocence and wonder and awe and joy and sensitivity and playfulness, we're taught that that's never going to prosper us. That that it must be stifled, it must be quarantined or even killed. Like it's just not allowed to show up here. Okay, like it's not going to be productive for your future, and you need to be more responsible, right? So, we're told to shut up our inner child. We're told to do the very things that we experienced likely as a child, to neglect ourselves, to abandon ourselves, to really, um, be mean and and hateful towards ourselves. So, you know, a lot of adults that have had that experience could feel very condemning and self-punishing and really hard on themselves and wonder, like, where did that come from? It can come from your inner child and your upbringing and neglecting that inner child, right? So it's crazy and it's deep work, right? But this inner child comprises all of these positive qualities that we do have that we've been told to stifle or repress, okay? But it also holds all of this accumulated hurt and trauma and fear and anger, okay? And when we grow up, we just assume that things take time and with time, time heals all wounds, like we just attach to phrases and sayings and self-help practices and different psychology that's out there that when we grow up, we just think that we'll outgrow it, right? that it'll just be, you know, left behind. That was just a time, that was just a season, but that's not what happens, particularly when it's psychological or when it's emotional, okay? But basically what's happening is the adult that grows up thinking that they've outgrown it, they're constantly being influenced or covertly controlled by this unconscious inner child, okay? So, in other words, what that means is that an adult is not directing their lives. <laughs> it's not their adult self, it's their inner child, right? That is that is acting out in them. So, a 5-year-old could be running around in a 40-year-old frame, okay? It's hurt, it's angry, it's a fearful little boy, right? Or girl calling the shots and making adult decisions, okay? And so a boy or a young boy and a young girl being sent out in the world to do a man or a woman's job, how is that going to work, right? Like, can a child have a mature relationship and a healthy relationship? How about a career? An independent life, right? Like that is where the issue starts coming from, right? And we wonder why relationships are falling apart or why we feel so anxious and afraid and insecure and inferior and small and lost and and lonely. It is not always because we're not praying enough. It's not always because we're under demonic influence, right? We've got some wounds that need healing and God can guide and provide resources. And this is one of them, this inner child work, right? Because think about it, right? How else would any child feel having to fend for themselves in an apparently adult world without proper parental supervision, protection, structure, and of no support, right? Like how do they grow up and and figure out how to navigate life, right? In a lot of fear, anxiety, insecurity. So that's why we can see some really illogical reactions when people get triggered because they're still bringing this younger self forward that hasn't been healed, that is crying out to, to, to be nurtured and supported and cared for or paid attention to so that whatever is going on now, the adult self can handle it correctly. And then if a trigger came up again, that emotion and that intensity won't be there in the same way. So you won't keep acting like that child. You'll then be able to integrate into an adult. Hopefully this is making sense. Okay, so I will give you an example from my own life story. So I mentioned in my first book, God's Vibes Matter, Reclaiming Your Spiritual Authority, I had an experience very early on in the book. So this was a traumatic experience. If you've read the book, I didn't identify it as a traumatic experience, but this is an example of one where I was going about my life, going to school, we lived in the country, so there was always fun things to do. Climbing trees, playing with all the animals. <laughs> it was always an adventure, there was always something to look forward to, you know, and you just literally lived in the moment, and it, you know, it was a good life, good life. Okay, da na and then, right? So, on one, afternoon, my mom was sitting in her corner. She was a smoker. So she would sit in this corner and she would smoke her cigarettes. And it's right beneath this antique rotary phone that we had. So that is a phone that you literally like turn the knob and dial and it functions as a telephone. Okay. (laughs) So she was sitting there, she had the receiver in her hand and I was standing across from her in the kitchen and she just, extended her hand with the receiver and said, your mom wants to talk to you. And she looked at me with this, it just felt like a dark look. And she struggled with alcoholism. And she was definitely under the influence in this moment. But I couldn't understand the look. I didn't understand what she was saying. And I took the receiver from her and picked it up and said, hello. And I was on the line with my birth mom. And I was making that recognition because she was not acting, right? She actually thought that I found out about her <laughs> and knew who she was. And you know, she was probably just as stunned or as curious as I was. But in that moment, there was like a shock wave that went through my body that I didn't know what to do with. There were so many questions. there was so much that happened that I just froze, right? Like I didn't know what to do. And I wanted to appease my adoptive mom that was sitting there, you know, and just kind of de-escalate that situation. But then also, I had no clue how to process what was happening in this moment, but all of the things in my inner child that I needed were were kept from me and withheld in that moment. I needed to be held. I needed to be supported. I needed to be hugged. I needed to be told it was going to be okay. Um... I I just felt completely betrayed and abandoned and confused and crushed, right? But I had no clue how to process that. So all of what happened in that moment got repressed. But I was living with these questions every day. Like, is this my home? Am I going to be given up? Does anybody want me? Like, why was I given up? Like, is this true? What does this mean for my life? Do I talk about this at school tomorrow or do I just keep quiet? Like, I just literally put... I was put into this position of having to process so, so much and had no way to do it. And so the easiest thing to do, and what a lot of people do when they experience trauma, we're not wired for it. We're not wired for it. That's why it's so jarring and confusing, right? I repressed it. I put it down and then I just determined that I'm going to do whatever it takes to be useful and helpful, and that's where these weird patterns started forming for me of, Codependency and, and taking care of my alcoholic parents or um, people pleasing and, and just really being a high performer and being useful to, to really keep my place because if I don't then something bad could happen to me, right? So it was wild, wild, wildly traumatic, right? Now I lived my life with a lot of that emotion and a lot of that that psychological damage, right? Like I wasn't, I, I sped through life, right? I I did had to grow up very quickly, but that doesn't mean that I didn't still carry a ton of pain and grief, right? So how do you function (laughs) is insane. Like it's a miracle, right? How God held me in all these seasons because I wasn't even walking with him. Okay. Now it was a relationship. All right. Years later, right? So I've been walking with with all of this repressed pain for years, right? Not to say that I wasn't doing my work because it manifested itself in different ways over the years, and I did seek therapy and, and other things, but a lot of what I sought after with well in well-meaning and well-intentioned seeking perpetuated the pain. It didn't actually heal it. So an example of that would be talk therapy. And talk therapy isn't always the best plan for trauma because what you think about and speak about you get more of, right? (laughs) You get what you think about whether you want it or not. So if you continue to live in that pain every day and just keep talking it through, you stay there, right? So that was not helping me to some degree. I wanted to move forward, which is how I fell in love with coaching. Side note. Anyway, so when I had a breakup, that is what led me to give my life to Christ and, and the process that started my inner child work in my healing journey with God because God reparented me, right? I had to know who is God as the father. I don't know him as my father. Who is God as my friend? Who is who is God as my companion? Like, I, I, don't, I don't have really good examples in my life and God wants to be that for me. And how do I receive that? How do I heal that? It was, oh my goodness, deep, deep work, right? So it was that relationship though that exposed me to all these areas that were unhealed because I was operating in that relationship as my younger self. Okay, so I should have been angry and handled that differently. I should have put my foot down or held this boundary. But what was normal for me was neglect. What was normal for me was not being protected. What was normal for me was seeing crazy stuff happen and tolerating it right? Like that was normal. And so when I saw things like that happening in the relationship, rather than protect myself, rather than speak up, rather than put in the boundaries, rather than um, operate (laughs) as the woman that I am today, I was still operating as that young girl that froze. Are you with me? Hopefully this is making sense. So... I am presenting inner child work to all of you today because this is spirit-filled real talk after all. And there are some things that you cannot just pray away, okay? There are some things that you can't just snap your fingers or, you know, people would say you can do all these rituals and these kind of things to make them go away. And there's some things that you need to feel to heal, okay? And it takes an incredibly brave, bold, and courageous person to sit with their inner child and to love them, to nurture them back to life and integrate the unhealed parts into healing so that you can function as a whole adult and no longer react out of the thinking or out of the emotion or out of the psychology of your younger self that wasn't supported, that wasn't cared for that was abused, that was traumatized, right? Rather than operating out of that whenever you experience something that is a trigger, and it can be anything. It could be seeing a social media post. It could be getting a text. It could be the way a boss speaks to you right all of these things could be triggers in your daily life and you're just trying to do a good job and go through your day but you're getting triggered right so that could be how you recognize that you need to do or that you can do i invite you to do and explore some of this work but it is important so that life doesn't have to be so hard, okay? When you, when you live from trauma, you live in this perpetual state of hard. You don't feel like you can connect with people. You don't develop really close and intimate, well-connected relationships. You're, you usually don't ask for help. You try to navigate life independently because that's easier, right? The, the other stuff was too heavy to carry as a younger self, so you you learn to not let people in. You learn not to, to do many things that are actually productive for you, the healed hold version of you, okay? So if this is something that you are like, oh my God, you know, like I've been living in survival mode and my life has been so hard and I do notice that I'm triggered and it's weird because that's not how I operate in most situations, but sometimes this comes up and particularly in, close relationships or when it comes to my career or, right? Like you can start to see that. So you can recognize that your inner child is real and that this is a beautiful gift and a blessing to become childlike again and to activate that part of yourself, right? That is the part where creativity comes from. That is where joy comes from. That is where grace and ease and flow and fun and peace and contentment and trust, all of that is from your childlikeness. This is not about being childish. It's about being childlike, okay? So it can be thought, it's not, I don't want you to think that it's being immature or naive because that's what the world has us think when we have to grow up, right? But we all have the capacity to experience our original innocence and we can bring that into how we do life right now. So that's a period where we saw the world with openness and wonder and we can remove, we can actually remove it and heal it, right? By feeling it. The guilt, the shame, the fear, the hatred, the self-loathing, the anger that we carry subconsciously within us, right? We have to do that, though, through a lot of self-soothing practices. That's why I'm, I like self-help and I like self-care. Those are great, but a lot of times it's deeper than that, particularly if you're coming from trauma and pain and grief, all right? So there's a couple of things, I'll just give you some suggestions, but online there's there's therapists that specialize in this, there's inner child worksheets that you can write um, journal prompts from, there's great books and material out there on this, but I at least wanted to plant the seed today, that's my main objective. So a couple of things that you can do, you can speak to your inner child, just like you would speak to yourself. So rather than being like, oh, I'm so stupid, I can't believe that I did that, like no, right, like that might've been your parent, talking to you, but now you can say, I love you, I'm here for you, thank you, right? Like you can actually talk to your inner child and start nurturing that child when you notice emotions and feeling coming up out of anxiety or insecurity, right? It's usually your younger self that needs that encouragement, okay? So make a habit of talking to yourself and encouraging yourself, okay? You can even write your younger self a letter, right? As your your current self right, your younger self a letter you can practice um, looking at photos of your younger self and really just developing compassion and care for that younger self right and really just again witness where that younger self was and hold that younger self now in your care right allow that younger self to feel right? The feelings, right? What are the feelings that that younger self is carrying still? Is it grief? Grief of, of life that was lost that they don't get back, right? Grief and, and, and deep pain and fear of what was never processed and what they, they shouldn't have experienced, right? Allow that. You can even have like a dialogue if you want, but but just look at a picture. And sometimes that's helpful to really just relate with like, oh my gosh, like this young girl Or this young man, right, is is who I'm bringing into my life and I never cared for them, right? This is what they needed to hear. And that is so, so healing, okay? And it will also change your current relationships or even your relationships with your kids today. So that's why it's really important to do, especially if you're a parent, okay? But it will serve you. It'll just remind yourself of what it's like to be in a child's presence and what that child needed, right? you can recreate things that you love to do as a child. So if you know you had trauma early on, like myself, what did you, you do before that, right? So from when I was an infant to when I was nine, what do I say doing? I loved animals, I love being outside, I love creating, I love telling stories, I love putting on plays, like all of that stuff I still do in my life. <laughs> so you can still recreate what you love to do as a child. Um, And that's truly life-changing because then you just embrace exploring the wonderful new, right? And God is the God of the new thing, but we can't perceive it, right, if we don't forget the former things, okay? And you can also do visualization exercises as well. And those are really helpful to just help you have healing encounters. So just like a divine encounter where a lot of times those are facilitated sometimes the journal prompts can do that i recommend just reading a prompt maybe and then putting on some some worship music or some soaking music and just like allowing god to guide you through an experience of healing your inner child but if this is work that you really need somebody to hold space with you i recommend exploring experts that that deal specifically with this kind of work and can give you more context on it. Okay? All right, guys, the inner child is real, and there is so much joy ahead and so much freedom ahead, but I do want to honor those that have experienced trauma and those that want healing and freedom that feel like they're just living in a cycle. It doesn't have to be that way. There is absolutely hope and you can have this compelling future that you know God has shown you glimpses of and he will guide and establish your steps and bring you to a podcast like this and bring you to to a teacher or a therapist that can help you and give you exercises to heal so that you can for sure be free indeed because whom the sun sets free is free indeed all right guys I hope this message blessed you if you haven't make sure that you go to julianapage.com. I have a little freebie there and you can get on my newsletter And that will help you know anytime I have videos coming out, I have a couple of new books coming out, so it will keep you in the know. So I recommend doing that. That's also the hub for where all my social medias are, the blog is, the books are, all the things. So make sure that you go over there and check it out. And until next time, guys, stay blessed.